It's the 104 Sports Report presented by the Oswegonian. Your main source for Oswego sports is co-hosted by Zach Case and Joey Pilati. Let's go! Welcome into another episode of the 104 Sports Report, your main source for Oswego sports. This is episode two of season four, which contains all the information you need to know ahead of the 2021 women's soccer season. I'm Zach Case, co-host of the podcast, alongside my good friend, Joey Palatsky. Joey, we already previewed volleyball back in episode one. Now let's dive into women's soccer. Yeah, great episode one to start off season three. Go check that out. Go check out the uh, the women's volleyball episode if you haven't already. But today, some women's soccer, um, a team that hasn't seen too much success recently, but a lot of new faces coming in, a couple of promising returners, and we'll get you up to speed in this episode here. Yeah, definitely. You talk about 2019, not really the best season for this women's soccer team, but a new year, a new season. And of course, they did not play during the 2020 uh, yeah, 2020 season, yep. excuse me, due to COVID. So another team that's returning in the fall, looking for some success and a lot of new faces around the team. Obviously, before we get into it, welcome into another episode here. Season four, episode two, uh, as this uh, 104 Sports Report returns. Once again, we are affiliated with the Oswegonian. And uh, we are a Gonian podcast. You can check out the newspaper at oswegonian.com slash podcast. And episode one was released on Monday, August 15th, 2021. Check out, uh, check it out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And uh, also a quick note, student athletes have returned to campus uh, back on Tuesday, August 16th. Uh, I saw Laker Athletics put something out on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, so welcome back. It's good to see uh, some, some players on the field, hopefully, and some players back in uniform starting September 1st. Yeah, I'm sure they got some practices going on there. Some, uh, you know, hopefully everyone was staying up to shape over the summer and no one's really struggling through these through these early training camp conditioning workouts. But, you know, getting back into it, getting back into the swing of things out in Oswego, everyone's moving back in. Uh, I know I'm moving in this week. I know, Zach, you're moving into the house this week too. So everyone's fleeing back. Classes start next week and fall sports are right around the corner. Yeah, it's going to be a quick one. Moving back in Saturday, got a couple a uh, couple things to do and uh, starting class 8 a.m. Monday morning. Uh, so that that's going to be weird to say, Joe, we're juniors now. Uh, yes, sir. We're upperclassmen. We're upperclassmen. That's scary. That's kind we of are scary. Ho- we are homeowners in, in Oswego, Zachary. We are renters, Joseph. Renters. Homeowners. Homeowners. I would say homeowners too. Episode two, women's soccer. We're going to uh, break down the 2019 season, give you a quick recap, dive into the coaching staff, talk about those returners and newcomers. And then we're going to uh, go into players lost, players to watch, and the 2021 schedule here on the 104 Sports Board. Joe, let's talk about this 2019 season recap. Obviously, we were freshmen. I wasn't really around that much for the soccer season, to be honest with you. I know you were focused on volleyball, a three and 14 a record in the 2019 season, the least amount of wins under head coach Brian McGrant, uh, McGrain, excuse me. So uh, he's been there a long time. We're going to talk about him and the coaching staff. This is his 15th year with the program. But back to the 2019 season, a one and eight conference record finished last in the SUNYAC, and their four win or three wins came against Hogan, Canton, and Buffalo State on senior night. They get did get the last win. Uh, coming against Buffalo State at home before they closed out their 2019 season. But obviously, uh, a lot of work to do and a lot of stuff they can build on, and they can only go up from here, really, Joe. Yeah, now, Zach, this is one of those teams, obviously, when we talked about the uh, when we talked about the volleyball team on episode one, they were kind of mid-pack last year. So the year off and all the change in classes could help them, could hurt them, whatever it may be. But this team, this women's soccer team, 
three and 14 in 2019, like you said, finished in last in the Suniac. I mean, the only way to go from here is up. If you want to look at it on the bright side, of course, now all the, all the, the key players that were lost. I mean, yeah, yeah it, uh, it's going to hurt, but there's going to be plenty of newcomers this year. Some key returners. Like I said, the only way to go from here is up. So I think that the large turnover and having uh, two classes rotate through now is really going to help this women's soccer team. And a good thing to note is really when you have a 3-14 and 14 record, you can put in those bench players, get some playing time, get some experience. So this might be a team with their current junior and senior class that has experience in the lineup. And you might see that on the field in the early part of the season, playing against some of these uh, non-conference teams, getting into the SUNYAC uh, games later in the season, they're going to be teams uh, that maybe don't have a lot of experience on the field, but this team might make up for that uh, with that record and with that playing time. Yeah, no, definitely. Just, just like you said, there's, you know, there's going to be more experienced teams out there and, you know, there's teams that were better in 2019, but it's, it's definitely going to help them with having some, uh, you know, having lots of new faces on this team from 2019 or new faces as, as opposed to the 2019 team, I should say. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Heading into the coaching staff, head coach Brian McGrain returns for his 15th year with the program, 14th season due to COVID-19, uh, 91, 116, and 17 overall record with the program, uh, posting a .449 winning percentage, and he has four trips to the postseason as head coach and semifinalist in the 2015 season. So this team really looking for some postseason success, uh, obviously haven't gotten to the SUNYAC finals in now two years, uh, basically, or not SUNYAC finals, but the championship bracket. And McGrain's been around for a while. He's a guy that can really lead this team. He's played for Plattsburgh State back in his alma mater, worked up through the assistant coaching world. This is his head coach position now, obviously with Oswego State and uh, a crew that's really uh, stayed together under him in the coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, he's in his 15th year with the program and, he, you know, they haven't had too much success, but maybe it's more of a talent thing and maybe some some talent changes this year is going to help get him over the hump and get it into the SUNYAC playoff bracket and maybe even a championship appearance. Another thing to note there, a lot of the time they didn't have Lakers Stadium back when he started uh, before that. So that came around uh, later on, maybe 2014, 2015, I think, with the turf field, with the whole uh, stands and everything. So that definitely helps bring in that turf field atmosphere and in nicer facilities for recruits as well. Yeah, I was going to say, definitely, uh, definitely helps bring in better recruits. You know, you want to go, if you're going to go to a school that, that doesn't have too much success on the field, you're at least going to want to go to a school with some good facilities. And it, we've, uh, we're beating some other schools out there with the, uh, with the Laker Stadium or the Laker Field turf. And, you know, I think there's going to look to get over the hump this year and just really I think it's going to be a successful season if they can just get into the SUNYAC playoffs. And then assistant coach Jennifer Fusco and assistant coach Tia Segreto both return on the assistant coaching staff. Uh, uh, Jennifer Fusco returns for her third season with the Lakers and Tia Segreto fifth season with the Lakers, joined the team in the 2017 uh, season, and her senior season was actually in 2014. She played for this team in the Lakers as a forward and midfielder. So some talent there uh, moving over the coaching staff, obviously being around for a while with them, and uh, now going to basically head into uh, her another season with the team and heading in maybe coaching that forward and midfield uh, core. Yeah, no, anytime you, anytime you can have assistant coaches that have been around the team for, for a long time, whether it's you know, players turn coaches like we saw with the volleyball team or now assistant coaches and, you know, Fusco going into her third season, Segreto going into her fifth season and then head coach um, Brian McCrane going into his 15th year. It's definitely going to help this Laker team having so much experience on the bench. 
Now heading into the returners, Phyllis Reed, junior midfield forward, returns Nicole Felling, Gracia Madden, Maggie Roden, Liz Myers, Olivia Williams, Emily Applegate, Andrea Hernandez, and Abigail Wagner. All the returners there, a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten total players returning. Good and, radio. Yeah. Looking at some of them, uh, basically midfield, forward, forward, midfield, midfield, and, and a couple defense in there, but a lot of midfield and forwards returning. And basically, I if if I was head coach there, return with that core and, and build that core up on the forward and defense and, and work on the defensive side of the ball, really. Yeah, no, the, the returners definitely coming back. There's we'll get into the key players later, but there's there's some talented returners coming back. And I mean, definitely bringing back a, a good amount of, of the roster is definitely going to help the Oswego soccer team this season. Yeah, Zach, let's get into these newcomers here now on this Oswego women's soccer team announced from their Twitter and Instagram. So the class of 2024, the sophomores, they were announced a year ago. So we'll see who's still sticking with this team and who may be transferring out or for whatever other reason not coming. But we, we only have the returners on the Oswego State website. And then everyone else is just through their social media. So let's get into the class of 2024 here. This can be the sophomores this year. We got Emma Bala, Shana Connolly, Shannon Corbett, Jillian Groth, Grace Hansen, Brianna Hopple, Jill Lorca, Lauren Modzaleski, Haley Mole, Nicole Orlando, Luigiana Serraro, and Ashley Signoretti. So that's going to round out the class of 2024 there. And then the class of 2025, the freshman also announced via the Twitter and Instagram. Emma Rechterovic, Katie Del Grasso, Lauren O'Connell, Gabriela Martinez, Kylie Tooze, Danielle Dyke, Chloe Ebhard, and Jacqueline Marquardt. Now, Zach, there's lots of newcomers coming to this team. And there were I think there were only a handful of girls that left this team and that graduated over the past couple of years. Now, what does that mean to this team? Just it seems like they're going to be carrying a lot more bodies this year than, than they have in years past. Yeah, you said one thing to note, 10 players lost during that 2019 season over to now. Obviously, some players uh, maybe not coming back at all due to whatever circumstances, graduating, moving on from the program. And obviously, you talk about that. One thing to note is in the NCAA rulebook, they can have as many players as they want. So they can put as many on the roster as they want. It's up to them, jersey number-wise, up to each individual school. It just comes down to who's on that starting roster come game day. So they can have a lot of players, and, and really it shows here with this class of 2024, the sophomores, the freshmen with a couple players in there. They have a goaltender uh, coming in, Haley Moel, the one goaltender I noticed really in those two recruiting classes. So she's the standout goaltender now uh, heading into this, and really it's going to be it's gonna be a, a fresh crew and I guess we're going to be saying that for a lot of teams here uh, especially for this women's soccer team yeah no it's an interesting you an interesting point you bring up there about the uh, the NCAA rule book look at you doing your homework with that now uh let's get into this ad read here the uh Zach, Zach, our, uh, our co-host here Zachary Case is the uh what's your official title Zach uh, multimedia editor multimedia editor for the Oswegonian of course we are an Oswegonian podcast so the Oswegonian Multimedia Department offers three podcasts that run during the academic year. Of course, you're listening right now to the 104 Sports Report, but let me tell you about our other two podcasts. The On the Gonian Podcast fills you in on all the news you need to know while at SUNY Oswego. The Oswegonian Lakers Hockey Podcast gives you up-to-date knowledge on all the news surrounding the Lakers hockey teams. And to find out more, give the department a follow on Twitter at GonianMMD and check out the podcast page on the newspaper's website at oswegonian.com slash podcast. You didn't want to say www? 
No, who reads www? Uh, I do. That's that's me. I, I do that. Do people still read that? Am I am I the only person that reads it? Uh you 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 might be. I mean, I I like I don't know if that used to be an old technology thing where you had to type in the www dot, but it's it's not a. Do you still do that when you like go to a website? I I don't know, not really anymore. But I feel yeah. like we, we, like we're younger. Technology was still coming out, so no would, one had no one had a clue. So they type www. I don't think I've heard www dot since like the, I I can pinpoint my sixth grade technology teacher. This older, this really old guy. Like anytime you go to a website, would say www dot. But besides that, I, I I don't know the last time besides you and my sixth grade tech teacher. I guess now saying that. So no. it's a tech teacher thing. That's what you're saying. Maybe it it, it might be. But um, let's get into the players lost here. So there are uh, there there's a, a quite a few blows to this team, and uh, let's get into these names here. First off, Lindsey Roth, four goals and one assist in 2019. She led the team in goals as a sophomore and a junior. Karina Chambers led the team in total minutes played in 2019, and she was a defenseman. And then Zach, another big thing here: the goaltenders Emma Allen and Sophia Portalatan. Um, they both graduated, and their placement coming in is Haley Molin. It looks like she's the she's the only goalie. So um, we're going to get into the players to watch here in just a minute. But there's uh, there's some big shoes to fill. The, the leading goal scorer from the past two seasons leaves. Uh, one of the leading defensemen leaves and then two goalies. So a lot of key roles open for uh, a lot of newcomers. See who wants to uh, try to cash in their their opportunity and fill into that starting role. Yeah, some shoes that are obviously going to need to be filled. And you talk about that one goaltender coming in, not having any college experience, and it's going to be a really a change of the guard kind of, but without the guard being there now that their goaltenders are gone there's going to be no, no one to really teach that goaltending way maybe, or get, get a goaltending coach in there. Obviously a mentor that that young freshman would have. So it's going to be different. It's going to be weird. And, and really think about practicing too. If you only have one goaltender, it's going to be a little different trying to run drills or, or have shooting drills at both ends of the, of the field. I, I thinking from my hockey background, it, it always screwed me up when we would run that. Uh, back in high school or whenever growing up. So definitely something to think about and, and maybe it will have an impact uh, on these practice plans too. Yeah, no, not, besides just even the practice plans, I'm, I'm very curious to see maybe they're going to bring in a transfer or, I mean, I would assume maybe they're br- going to bring in a transfer this year and, you know, we'll keep an eye out in the coming days for, for the full roster. As of right now, we're just rolling off the, uh, the returners roster that's on the Oswego state website. But yeah, I mean, you, you can't really practice with one goalie. There's, there's no mentor. There's no backup. I mean, we even saw it with the uh, with the women's lacrosse team last what was it last spring with um, Delaney Kendrick, I believe it was. Even when she was having tough days, there was no backup goalie. So when there's no backup goalie, no one's coming to save you. It's it's really tough. And um, we'll we'll hope that uh, that there's another goalie coming in besides just Haley Mole. Yeah, definitely. I I totally agree with you. And you you bring up the women's lacrosse mentioned there. That's a good reference. Uh, with the fact that it, it may happen with this women's lacrosse uh, soccer team too. So we'll see what happens. Players to watch in, in some notes here. Liz uh, Myers returns as a senior. She was a forward that had four goals and one assist in her sophomore season back in 2019. And she tied the team in lead uh, in points. So nine total, really. Uh, goals are uh, worth two points in the stats column. Joseph, I want to bring that up to you. I know you're not a soccer guy. Yeah, no, I'll tell you right now. When I was looking at the stats, I was uh, I was rather confused. Just I think it was I think it said yeah, Liz Myers had I saw that right off the top. It said four goals, one assist, and fifteen points. And I was gonna ask you how does that point system work, but that's uh, that's rather interesting. But yeah, she led in goals and points the sophomore season. So 
you know, big name coming back to watch out for on the Laker turf field this, uh, this fall. Yeah, definitely someone that's going to be in the, in the starting 11 and up front too, uh, in your forward role, Maggie Rorden also returns as a senior midfielder had two goals and one assist in the 2019 season. So another player uh, playing in that midfield that's going to be uh, on the defensive side of the ball, on the forward side of the ball. And then Gracie Madden, a senior midfielder, had one goal and three assists in the 2019 season. So we'll see what those three names really bring to the field and bring the leadership uh, heading into this 2021 season. And Joe, I think it's a good segue into the 2021 schedule now. Yeah, this 2021 schedule. So the first game this Oswego women's soccer team is going to kick off their first game at home, September 1st versus Casanova. It's going to be part of a loaded day. I believe there's three or four teams playing on that September 1st date. Um, the first SUNYAC game at home is going to be September 24th versus Plattsburgh. Then October 16th, the reigning SUNYAC champion, Cortland. The, the Lakers go on the road to Cortland. The last game is going to be at Oneana, October 23rd. And then the SUNYACs, once Halloween season rolls around, October 30th, November 3rd, November 6th. We'll see if the uh, if this Oswego women's soccer team can crack into the Suniacs this year, but a lot of big, a lot of big games before then. And um, it all starts September 1st against Casanova. Yeah. Plenty of non-conference games to get those in. They're going to go to Fredonia for a tournament. It looks like uh, that, that weekend, the September 7th, the 10th, uh, the 11th, those dates all in Fredonia for a tournament there and some non-conference games ahead of that first uh, Suniac game with Plattsburgh state. Uh, so the Cardinals come in September 24th. Uh, at the Laker Turf Stadium. So that's going to be a good game. The The North Country teams come in, Sweeney Potsdam right behind them, and uh, some teams sprinkled in there. And it looks like they'll go on the road uh, a lot uh, after October 8th. They're going to go to Brockport, Geneseo, go to Cortland, go to New Paltz, go to Oneonta. So that looks like the schedule, a lot of home games, uh, some more away away games in the SUNYAC. So that's going to be the schedule for this 2019 uh, or 2021 season, uh, really the opposite of that 2019 season. Uh, obviously losing 2020, you skipped that year. So uh, now it's reset and it's opposite for those uh, SUNYAC games. Yeah. Another thing that stuck out to me here is the, uh, you know, it's not really sporadic home game there, away game, home game. It's not really back and forth. The uh, There's uh, four or five away games to start in the first couple of weeks. And then it's going to be a, uh, a four game homestand, Hamilton, Hilbert, Plattsburgh, and SUNY Potsdam from September 14th to the 25th. The former two being, uh, non-Suniac opponents, maybe a nice little warm-up on the Laker turf field. And then Plattsburgh and Potsdam are going to come in for some Suniac action. And then a little sporadic, it gets there uh, going on the road to Cuca, home for Buffalo State and Fredonia. And then it's a five-game road stand to close all Suniac matchups. So those are going to be big games on the road, Brockport, Geneseo, Cortland, New Paltz, and Oneana. And it, it seems like really the home stretch of the season is going to be played on the road. And it's going to be a battle for the Oswego women's soccer team. And they're really going to have to tune it up at home at the uh, in really the first month of the season if they're going to want to make a playoff push. I, I agree with you. Seven games before that first conference game. So plenty of time to really tune up uh, for those SUNYAC games. And obviously every game counts. You know, only 10 games on the or nine games on the schedule. So you're going to have to dive right into it and, and stay ahead uh, of all the other teams. Six teams are going to make it into the field. So we'll see what. Uh, the playoff group looks like when we get down to October, but plenty of time to think about that. And Joe really wraps up another episode here on the 104 Sports Report. Yeah, no. Well, now that we mentioned it, just talking about how um how few Suniac matchups are, like you said, uh, what you said, not nine or ten Suniac matchups. And then I know in um in 2019 there were um Should there were nine. nine. Yeah, they they went one and eight in 2019. 
but it, it kind of reminds me of a football season. It's like every game is so important and, you know, they got to get off on a right foot and just be strong the whole way through because there's really not much of a, of room for error. Yeah, definitely. And you're going to see matchups there and, and Cortland's obviously a huge game. Uh, they're going to go on the road for that. That's their past Suniac champion with the red dragon shocker right after this past spring season uh, with Cortland kind of taking care of business, but uh, we'll see what happens with this women's soccer team. And there's going to be uh, two more episodes to preview the fall sports season. Episode three men's soccer will be released on August 23rd. You can follow us on social media at the 104 sports sport on Twitter and Instagram and follow the Oswegonian on Twitter at the Oswegonian. And then you can follow the uh, multimedia department at Gonian MMD on Twitter. Joey, uh, we already talked about your uh, Twitter last episode. You can drop that again. Yeah, at Joey Platsky. I'm doing numbers right now, actually, Zach. I uh, sent out a tweet last night about Drake. 13 retweets, 80 likes. So uh, my, my biggest tweet of all time is kind of spazzing right now. Ooh, some impressions from the music world. I see you over there. Yeah, my uh, my favorite rap account, at Rap Hub Daily, sent out a Drake tweet, and I quote tweeted it, and they retweeted me. And it's just been spazzing from there. So I'm a big big uh, big follow-in in the sports and music Twitter game right now. So basically, if, if you're... You're the music guy now. You're, yes, sir. you're the head music guy in the sports world. And I'll I could have go. I could have told you that. From, I could have told you that. From well, the yeah, get-go, I, yeah. I could have told I could have told anyone that before we yeah. even dived into this episode. But yes, sir. Joey Pulaski on Twitter. And then Zach A6 on Twitter uh, for uh, hopefully all your COVID updates, as long as sports updates, too. Hopefully we'll have both. And well, hopefully, uh, hopefully more sports updates, but we'll see. Yeah, I would rather have sports updates than COVID. Uh, yes, sir. Honestly, I got my COVID test already uh, booked. I got to get on that. Thank you for reminding me. I, yeah, no I, problem. No yeah. problem. You got, uh, I think, till Monday now. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna hop on that once, uh, once we wrap this up here. Cool deal. So episode three will be released on August 23rd, 2021, uh, which will feature a season preview for men's soccer. Until then, go Lakers.